0: Good morning. God bless you, your wife, your precious family. My, oh my, oh my, how great it is to be in the house of the Lord again this morning. Praise God. I got up yesterday morning. It was raining. I looked out my dinette window, saw my front yard, and saw my beautiful yellow tulips with their cup turned up to get that rain. And I thought, oh my. Yeah.
1: Fill my cup, Lord, I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Breath my cup fill it up and make me whole well that's my
0: prayer this morning Is that your prayer amen. fill our cup lord fill it up with all of your power and your might your spirit and make us into what you want us to be amen Amen. Praise God Well it's always great to be in the house of the Lord And it's great to be with all of God's people Amen, Amen. Brother Nathan I believe has given you all a, a Four pages of our Bible lesson this morning And I am very much in doubt that I'm going to get through <laughs> I'm very much in doubt My oh my oh my God's word is so rich And I hope that all of you can find the richness in God's Word. I hope that you can be filled with God's Spirit in such a way that when you read the Word of God, that it will just speak to you and that passages that you need to hear and understand will just jump right out of the page and bless your soul and give you the strength that you need for every day. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Now, last Sunday, we talked about prayer, and my, oh, my, oh, my, what a great work God God did here yeah. in our midst. Now, what a great work, what a great service, and the wind-down of uh, that lesson. And Brother Cameron was so generous to give me a little bit more time, yeah. and I gave it to me and to God. <laughs> yeah. And we were able to bring that to a wind-down, and we just all just... We, all of us, unanimously just moved into a time of prayer. And it was such a great blessing and such a great strengthening. And Wednesday night was also very great. And uh, Brother Miguel, I'm sorry that you and your family were not able to be with us. I understand you told me beforehand why you would not be here. And sometimes there are obligations that come and impede our uh, being in the house a little bit. But try not to let that happen. Amen? Praise God the house of God is very important for us each one of us We need to be here in God's house anyway last week we talked about prayer and you know it would be a wonderful thing to just kind of do a Little review of that. I don't believe that I gave out sheets last week. Did I did I give out study sheets last week? I did not the reason I did not is that I abbreviated some things in there just for my own personal use in teaching I'm going to go ahead and write all of those out uh, in more detail, and I will give you this lesson. Sister Gina just said to me this morning, she said, Mom, I'm going to take all of these and put them on my file here, I want to keep all of these Bible studies, and you may want to do the same thing. Uh, someday in a time when it seems like life's kind of throwing you a few curves, you're going to say, well, I'm going to try and find that lesson that Brother Walmart taught, go back and read it again, and... It's not what I write, but it's what God has put in His Word, and we use a lot of that. I use a lot of Scripture. I I can't preach any other way. The Scripture is of vital importance in all of our teaching. Well, we're going today into the second lesson on prayer. And uh, Brother Camarena, when I taught enough on it, you say, that's enough, okay? (laughs) But I am just feeling such a great move and urge of the Holy Ghost, because... If our world needs anything today, it needs the prayers of God's people.
1: Amen.
0: We are facing an absolute insurmountable wave of iniquity that is endeavoring to take over our nation and our world. And the only thing that is going to combat that wave of iniquity is the prayers of God's people. <clears throat> I was talking, I think the Brother Camarena, talked to some of you, I think I was talking to Brother Camarena this week and uh, saying how that Brother Billy Cole uh, told me, he said Brother Walmer, he said, the, uh, the the fact is that the demons in Brazil are very strong. The demons in the United States are weak. Why are they weak here? Because there are so many people praying in this country that it squashes the power of the enemy of our soul. Keep praying.
1: Amen.
0: Just keep praying. Amen. And it will give you victory in your own personal life. It will give you victory in your home. And it will give us victory here in the church. And we're going to see new souls come into our assembly and turn their lives over to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are going today into the second lesson that I have prepared regarding prayer. This is lesson two. I think you've all received a copy of that. Uh, it's somebody else just come in uh everybody got a copy everybody got a copy good good all right okay we'll begin our lesson today by reading a long passage of scripture i don't normally read this much but i think it's very important for us to firmly fix in our minds this passage of scripture and i will not only use it today but i will probably use it in the next a few sundays as well because it contains so much about prayer And it is the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen, Amen. when he taught about prayer. (coughs) And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father, which is in secret, a seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that by uh, that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask Him. uh, forgive men, for if ye from evil, uh, I'm sorry, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. For if ye forgive not men their tresp- trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This is some very, very powerful teaching by our Lord. And I do want to take time in the future as time permits to delve into these things in greater depth because they will be a blessing in your life. Amen? Amen. Now, there's one of the things that we need to understand about our life of prayer. We need to understand how to begin our prayer. All right. How do we begin? Well, I'll tell you how most people begin their prayer, or at least a lot of people begin their prayer. Give me. (laughs) Just give me. Or they start out with a whole bunch of lamentations. Okay? Let's consider Scripture this morning, how we should begin our prayer, all right? And here is what the Scripture says, coming to you out of the book of Psalms, chapter 100, verses 1 through 4. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God, and it is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter uh, into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. That's how we come into God's presence. All right. I want us to carefully note different items that I'm going to mention to you today and the first three are on the first page of your study we should lift up a joyful voice unto the Lord but I'm sick well the fact that you're sick does that take something away from God absolutely not Did God cease to be the all-powerful? Absolutely not. Did God cease to be the Savior of your soul? Absolutely not. That's just a a, a sickness that is common to all men who are human. Amen? Amen. Amen. We do not like to listen to anyone who is always lamenting and complaining. That's true. That's right. Right, Sister Deetha? And you probably got some people you know that are like that. Every time you meet, all you can hear is just lamentations and complaining and life is so bad and I'm sick and oh my, I mean it's just a horrendous amount of stuff that's wrong in their life. I want to tell you something today. I'm going to be very blunt. You know how I teach, all right? You've become accustomed to me. As long as that is the way they approach God, they are never going to have the blessing of God in their life.
1: Right. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: We have got to learn to worship. And I'm going to repeat something that I may have said. I've said it so many different places that I don't remember where I said it. But I'll never forget one cold, wet winter day in Grays Harbor County, Washington. It rains in that place. It rains. I mean, I've saw up to 90 days without the sun appearing one time. So it's just damp and humid all the time. I went over to the church and we had a gas heater to uh, heat the church. I turned it on to get just a little warmth, because that was going to take a while. And I knelt down at a bench close to the close to the, uh, the stove. And quite frankly, I just didn't know what to say. I wanted to pray, but I didn't know what to say. I, I I had no words. So I thought, well, I love you, Lord. Wow, that felt good. I'm going to try that again. So I said, I love you, Lord. And boy, it was just like heaven came down a little bit closer to me. And I said it the third time. I want to tell you the presence of Almighty God filled that church auditorium. And I had no problem praying from that moment on. Yeah. We've got to love God, and we've got yes. to express our love to God Amen. and our appreciation for God. He loves to hear it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Praise God. The New International Version in this scripture says, Shout for joy to the Lord all ye earth. Shout for joy. Amen. Amen. One time Israel was going to battle. And they were not the predominant army by any means. All right? And they were worried and concerned. So God told the kings, put the the singers out front. What? They'll all be killed. I mean, that sounds like a stupid thing to do. But I want to tell you something. If you want to get the devil off track, if you want to totally blow his mind, just praise the Lord.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. But things are going back. Praise the Lord. You, Lord. Yes. Praise him anyway. Mm-hmm. And it, it so disturbs him that he's going to leave you alone. Yeah. Because yeah. what I'm trying to do is not working. Mm-hmm. They're sick. And they're still praising me. Financially, they're in kind of a bad situation, but they're still praising me. The car broke down, but they're still praising me. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And it works. I can tell you it works. We suffered a little church split in our work in Brazil one time. And there were some of those that left that thought that, wow, it's just not going to, without us there, it's just not going to go ahead. So I'd meet some of them on the street and go, Well, how's the church going, Brother Walmart?" Oh, it's going good. Every day it's better. <laughs> what are they going to say? There's nothing to say. And you know what? What I said became a reality.
1: Right. Amen.
0: So quit your lamenting. Quit your complaining. All right, and you can have victory in your soul. And quite frankly, I'm no different. I am I- sure that the Lord is no different from us. I'm sure He gets tired of hearing all of our complaints. All right, we have been saved from the perdition of this world, so we have every reason to lift up a strong voice of jubilee to our deliverer. Amen. Well, you're sick today, but you're probably not going to be sick tomorrow. Yeah. Even if you are sick unto death, you still need to worship the Lord. Why? Because if you die, you're going to go to a far better place. Yeah. So why are you discouraged? Why are you complaining? Oh, amen. Yeah. amen. People all the time said I want to go to heaven. Boy, let them get sick. And I mean, they're running to the doctor and they're getting every prescription they get a hold of trying Try and get well again. <laughs> all right? Okay. At all times, we should be able to serve the Lord with gladness. Everybody say gladness. 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 As I mentioned before, we should never resent coming to church. To pray, to sing, to worship, the one who has saved us from eternal damnation. It should be our joy to come into the house of the Lord. We should get up on Sunday morning and say, Ah, praise God, it's Sunday. I get to go to church and be with my brothers and sisters in the Lord. I get to sing those wonderful courses of worship and adoration. I'm going to get to hear the word of the Lord. And I know my pastor's been praying and Brother Walmer has been praying and they're going to bring me something from God and and I need that. I'm happy that I'm going to be able to go to the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And you may want to include some limited singing as you uh, 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 involve yourself in your life of prayer. Amen? There are times... uh, A wonderful course of worship and praise may come to you and you will be able to use the words of the author of that course to express what you're feeling in your heart but somehow can't find the words to express it. Now it's got to be limited. You can't spend your whole time just singing but uh, you, you need to also uh, be able to have a time to uh, bring your petition before the Lord. All right. <clears throat> now the Bible says we are to come into the gates of God's presence with thanksgiving. In this, David is referring to the outer part of the tabernacle grounds. This would be the area where the brazen altar, where the sacrifices for sin were made, and where the brazen labor basin was. This is necessary and important place. David wrote, open to me... The gates of righteousness, I will go into them. I will praise the Lord. This gate of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter, I will praise thee for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. Amen? <clears throat> praise God. I've asked Sister Gina Calder yesterday and I said, see if you can find me a design of the tabernacle. And uh, of course the building of the temple by Solomon later on, was patterned after the pattern that God gave to Moses with regard to the tabernacle. Now, when you are praying and going down to the Lord in prayer, I want you to remember this design, okay? This is a design of the tabernacle ground. Now, first of all, I want to mention, and I'm going to have to be careful today because I love to teach on these things, the tabernacle of Israel was set right in the middle of their encampment. Sure. Right? right? Right in the middle. What does that say to you? I don't know. But I'll tell you what it says to me that God has got to be the center of my life. That's right. Yes. Yes. Amen.
1: Yeah.
0: All right? He has got to be more important than our job, our home, whatever it is. Yes, is. Doesn't make any difference. God has got to be the center of your life. All right? And this is the, the rough design of what God had them build. In the desert, all right, as a place of worship. Now, David said, enter to his gates, all right? Now, right here is the gate. you got your little... You didn't bring it, did you? All right, come into the... Come in Let me get back here a little bit. I can use my finger, all right? No, not going to work. Anyway, come into the gate, he said, all right? Come into the gates of the Lord with thanksgiving. Amen? Amen. Amen. Enter with thanksgiving. Praise God. That prayer that I prayed, that rainy, cold, damp day, was simply, I love you, Lord. I love you, all right? And God liked that. He loved that. He honored that by coming a little closer. And I said it again, and he came closer, and I said it the third time. He said, all right, I believe you now, and he just wrapped his arms of love around me, all right? Now, here, here's the problem that happens in many people's lives, all right? All right, here we have the bronze altar. It was for burnt offerings unto God. The sheep that the people brought to be offered for their sins would be sacrificed and burnt on that altar, all right? Next was the brazen labor, and that is where the priests would wash before they would go into the holy place, which is... Uh, uh, well, it's right there, all right? I'm going to bring my pointer today and I probably forgot it. Uh, <clears throat> all right? They had to wash. Now, the problem with many Christians is is that they get into the courtyard. The presence of the Lord is there. It's a good place. It's a place of repentance. And you feel that release from sin. And the labor, of course, is for all of us because we are all priests to god all right and it is a place where we were baptized in the wonderful name of the lord jesus christ for the remission of our sins i was baptized as a child it was a wonderful experience some of you were baptized as adults and you can probably remember how how wonderful you felt when you came up out of that water And you knew that your sins had been taken away forever. Praise (coughs) God. Praise God. God. And so that courtyard is a wonderful place. But that's not where God wants us to stay. All right. And I'm going to take you to another passage of scripture this morning. Can I get my thoughts organized here? All right. Uh, However, this is not where we are, where we should live spiritually. Some people remain in this courtyard and never learn of the deeper things that God has for them. There is more beyond the brazen altar, place of sacrifice, and more beyond the brazen labor, which is baptism. There is a holy place ahead filled with new experiences with God. The author of Hebrew writes, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on on unto perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance and dead works and faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms and the laying on of hands of the resurrection of the dead and of eternal judgment. All right? Let's just not stay in the courtyard. Okay? Let's not just stay in the courtyard. It's been a good place where we repented of our sins. We offered our sacrifice of repentance and God forgave us and cleansed us of our sin. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. And as we progress beyond that repentance experience, we understood that we needed to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't care what they say out there in the rest of the religious world. Baptism is an essential part of the salvation experience. Amen. Amen. Did you hear what I said?
1: Amen.
0: That baptism is an integral part of the salvation plan. Yeah. Over in the book of Peter, it says that, the, the, that Noah's salvation by the ark, he said he was saved by water, and that that was a type of, uh, of our being saved by baptism. After all, what did Peter say it was? And be baptized every one of you to become a member of the church? No. Yeah. Who said that? What was it for, Brother Josh? For the remission of sins. For the remission of sins. <clears throat> Praise God. There is, there is a very strong tie between repentance and baptism both of them working together to release us of our sins and to cleanse our lives of our sins. Amen? Amen. And so both must be done. And the nominal Christian world today lacks the power of God and lacks what we feel as we come to God's house because they are disobedient to the instructions of God's word. All right? All right. Wonderful. We repent and we're baptized. Wonderful, glorious, marvelous. Marvelous. But there is something beyond. We've got to go into that other room right there that is called the holy place. In there is the candlestick, which represents the light that God can shine in your life. And friend, I want to tell you, if we ever needed light, it's today. We walk in a dark world, a world that has been inundated in the darkness of sin and degradation and if you're going to be saved you've got to go into the holy place and have your light illuminated by that wonderful wonderful lamp that burns with the holy ghost fire hallelujah the oil is typical always of the holy ghost and we need that on the other side is the table for uh, what was called the showbread special unleavened bread it was for the priest to eat and the Bible says that we are priests unto God. And so that bread is for us. What is that bread? That bread is the word of God. Hallelujah. It's God's word. I need it. Amen. I need to savor it. I, I can remember, I think we were talking about this this week. Uh, I believe it was Ezekiel. And if I'm wrong, correct me, please. But it was Ezekiel that was commanded by the Lord to take the scroll of God's word parchment paper or maybe animal skin I don't know what in the world it was but he was commanded to eat it and he said very plainly he said in my mouth it didn't taste good it was not very powerful but he said when it got down into my innermost being it was sweet hallelujah we may read things in God's word that do not agree with our modern philosophy of life or the philosophy that is being propagated in our world. And uh, it it, it may seem to put us uh, up a wrong way street with the rest of the world. Well, that's fine. I don't mind being on a wrong way in a one-way street if I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. (laughs) And uh, so... uh, Uh, God's Word can be sweet. Now, I'm not going to talk much about it this morning, but beyond the holy place, there is the other small room where the Ark of the Covenant was kept behind a very thick curtain, a very thick curtain. And I have been doing some uh, translating and studying on this in recent days. That curtain was so thick, they said you could hook a team of oxen to it And they couldn't rip it. It was very, very strong and very, very thick. And it kept the people and even kept the other priests out of the holy place. They could not come into God's presence. Oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. What a change from the day when Adam and Eve walked in the garden. And God walked with them every day, every evening. He communed with them in that place. And, uh, but here they were kept apart. Can you imagine uh, what a, uh, a shocking thing it must have been uh, for priests who were in the holy place, uh, uh, eating the showbread and tending to the candle, uh, uh, the light there, uh, and offering incense, which is typical of our worship and praise to the Lord. Amen? And all of a sudden, that, rail, that veil is rent from top to bottom. It had never been read. It had never ripped in all of its years of existence. And suddenly it is ripped, and they knew that it was impossible for any human being to rip that veil. It was an act of God, and it happened at the moment that Jesus Christ gave his life in sacrifice for your sins and mine. And when that happened, he opened up the way. He opened up the way for you and me to walk into that holy most holy place and bathe our souls in his spirit. Hallelujah. Yes. And just a few days later, God poured out the Holy Ghost on the church and the first disciples understood what it meant to really have God in them. Hallelujah. Paul writing to the Philippian church said uh, gives us a more insight into our approach to God via the vehicle of prayer. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving let your requests be known unto God. And the peace of God, whose path of all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds to Christ Jesus.
1: Yes.
0: The New International Version renders this verse as follows: Do not be anxious for anything. In other words, quit your worry. Right. All right? Quit your worrying. Right. Your worrying is not going to do one thing for your situation in life. Not one thing. It's not going to help you in any way at all. No, it's not. So quit your worrying. Yeah. Trust in God.
1: Yeah.
0: Don't be anxious about all these things. Yeah. I, over in the book of... Um, don't make a mistake, Pastor. But it says, casting all your care upon Him. And in the Portuguese Bible, it says, casting all of your anxiety upon Him. What a beautiful, beautiful way to express that. And I'll tell you what, living in this world of ours today, with all of its challenges and with all of its problems, and, and there are times when if you allowed these circumstances to really affect you, you would be driven into the depths of despair. You really would. You would become despondent. You would even become depressed. But cast your anxiety on the Lord. Right. right. Trust in the Lord. He's the only one that can really, really uh, solve your situation. Amen. Now I want to talk for a few moments this morning, and just as I prophesied, I'm not going to get through. But I want to talk to you this morning a little bit about vain repetitions. Uh, <clears throat> would you do me a favor? Would you be kind to me? <laughs> just be kind to me, okay? <laughs> I, I may get just a little, a little too pointed here this morning. But <clears throat> over the years, I have been, I have been involved in many. Prayer services in many different places. In many places it became apparent that people had never been duly instructed in the practice of prayer. People participating in those prayer services may have filled a half hour, an hour or a half hour with their presence, and even occupied themselves with what they considered prayer. However, even a casual observer would detect that. What they called prayer was merely a repetition of certain words. That doesn't get the job done. I'm sorry. All right? You know, God's not deaf. Did you know that? God's not deaf. Now you may get excited a few times, you know, and and give that shout of victory, you know. But we don't have to scream at God. It's not going to get you at the head of the line. Yeah. Right. Amen. God's going to hear your prayer. Sometimes even from your heart. Yeah. I worked in a door factory during the years that I was in Bible college. And it was the swing shift. We went to work at four fifteen, got off to a quarter to one. My, that was oh, those difficult days. Uh, Sleep was not what I got most out of, that was for sure. But there were times, you know, after coming from a morning series of classes that we were meditating on God's Word and I was a machine operator and here I'm putting wood into this machine and while I'm doing that, you didn't have to turn your brain on to do that, you know, it's just automatic. Probably got robots that do it today. But anyway, I was doing, I would be doing that, all right? And I would be talking to the Lord in my heart. I'm surrounded by men that don't know God. All right? I would begin to talk to God in my heart. And the tears would begin to flow out of my eyes and down my cheeks. I turned my back and wiped those away in a hurry because I knew that they would never understand what was going on with me. They would think I was sad about something because for most people, crying is a. Is a sign of sadness and depression. But to me it was a sign of joy because I was talking to God Amen. and God was talking to me Amen. in the midst of all of the whirr of those were seen Rawr! and noise around me everywhere. But God heard that silent prayer from my heart and blessed me. You can pray in your job. You can pray as you drive down the highway in your automobile, all right? <laughs> Praise God. But your prayer must be a prayer that is more than just a mere repetition of certain words. Their prayer was not filled with the items contained in what we call the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer is not a a repetition of the same words, is it? No. It is a model of how we need to pray. We'll understand that when we get into this study a little bit more in depth later on. All right? Prayer must accomplish something, both in the life of the one praying, as well as in the life situation for the one for whom prayer is being made. If you're not seeing a change in your life because of your prayer, then I think you kind of need to get things on track somehow. You've got to be chained by the prayers that you pray. Yes.
1: Right. Yes.
0: You've got to have more victory in your life. You've got to have more victory over sin in your life. You've got to have more victory perhaps over the vanities that, that may be a part of your life. And as you look around you and you pray for other people who have a great need of God, you need to begin to see the change in their lives. I'm beginning to see the change in lives of people that I am praying for. There is a softening of a hardened heart. There are just a few little indicators that it's working praise god god's moving and so i'm going to keep praying keep talking to god because uh god wants to do a work in those people's lives amen, right. amen. praise god if this is not happening then we must change our method of prayer for ineffectual effectual prayer in the best meaning of the word is something life transforming is not is not the not a result it is not really prayer at all for it to for it accomplished little or nothing i have seen people go to an altar to pray and i'm sorry but i was the pastor and i was listening <laughs> anybody like that and and i saw just a heard that is just a repetition of the same words i saw lives unchanged i saw lives be destroyed by the enemy of their soul. I saw lives destroyed by immoral activity in their lives. Why? Because they were not able to pray specific prayers and and see uh, great results as a result of their prayers. Praise God. The word hallelujah, God is good, praise the Lord, you are great, Lord, are among other expressions of that nature, are wonderful words and and should be incorporated into our prayers. They're part of the worship, part of the praise that we lift up to God. But there must be that time when we, with our own intelligence, we express our needs to God and express the needs of other people to God. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. But they continue do repetitive words and often in, the, in an almost unconscious manner while our mind wanders to other things easily becomes vain repetitions. I'm going to ask you a question and some of you will answer me by the expression on your face. Okay. Someone help this sister find out. Comfortable place to be seated. Alright. How many times have you found yourself just kind of repeating a bunch of stuff? You know, God is good. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> well, your mind packed your Samsonite and went on a trip. Yeah. And all of a sudden you come in. Where have I been? Well, you were not in the presence of God. Your mind had wandered. Your mind was a long ways away. And your time in prayer was not fruitful. It was a waste of time because you were not focused on prayer and focused on needs in your life or the, or the lives of others.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's what gets a lot of people discouraged about praying. Well, I prayed. No, you really didn't. You just repeated a bunch of words. Good as they may be, you did not pray. That's why I have said so many times as I have endeavored to minister to you here, that I I I, I want specifics about your need. Amen. I want to know what's wrong. Went to Brother Josh this morning. But well, Josh, how are you doing? He said, I'm fine. I'm better and I'm well. Praise God. Yes. And I am so glad of that. So glad. Praise God. Because last Sunday, or maybe it was Wednesday night, I prayed for him. And asked God specifically, heal his body. Take away the allergies. Give him what he needs in his body. And he sits there today, a well man. I can rejoice in the Lord, and I can thank God for a specific prayer of mine that was answered. Amen. Amen. And maybe yours. Hallelujah! Amen. But if we really don't know what we've prayed for, or if we have not really prayed for something specific, how are you going to thank the Lord? Amen. Amen. Quickly with one little one little illustration here. So things got a little financially tight at your house. And you're down toward the. Well, it's the old story. You come to the end of. You come to the end of your money before you come to the end of the month. <laughs> and we've all been there. Right? And Brother Danny, the light bills do. Look, I need some money to pay my light bill. Now i tell you what I like to do. I wish I had a light bill this small, but... Let's say there's $52.65, all right? And all of you say, yeah, I wish I had a light bill that small, too. (laughs) So you walk down the street the next day, and wow, there's a $20 bill on the sidewalk. And you pick it up, and you know what? It's yours, because it doesn't belong to anybody else. It's yours. Well, boy, this sure is nice. Well, I think we'll go out to dinner tonight. So you go out to dinner, you spend the $20 and going out to dinner. Next day you get out and pray. Say, Lord, I I, I need some money to pay my light bill. <laughs> well, I gave you money yesterday. What did you do with that? Well, my light bill is $52.65 and that was only 20 Well, you didn't tell me how much it was. <laughs> Be specific in your prayer request. And of course, Brother Cameron is going to become my great friend now if he wasn't already. And you've got to add five dollars and thirty cents to that so you've got enough money to pay your tithes okay be specific in your friend what do you have need of my friend if you come to me and you say pastor pray for me I want you to tell me what's wrong if it's a woman and it's a real private thing, then you tell Sister Shannon or tell my wife Sister Linda. And, uh, you know, just let them know what your prayer request is, and they will pray specifically for your need. Some of you here, I'm praying specifically for I, I think i got a pretty good idea what your need is. And I'm praying specifically for your need. And I'm seeing that God is beginning to work according to my prayers. Amen. Praise God. Mark. I'll give you a couple more pages next week. And we will continue. But this is so beautiful. Because as I mentioned in our lesson last week, that our prayers are our communication with God. And we need to communicate with God. Amen. Amen. Let's stand quickly and let's just thank God for his word. We have read it this morning. I have expounded on it and I hope that something has been a blessing in your life. I hope that something can change the way you pray, and the way that you talk to God. Let me just tell you just to tell you one more thing very quickly. You don't need some special words to talk to God. Your English is just fine. If it's a little bit lacking, it's still fine. If you only speak Spanish, God understands that. I pray here with you people. I'm part of the time in Portuguese, part of the time in English, and part of the one. But ten Walmart's kind of lost it, I guess. No, I haven't. I'm involved in communicating with God. Hallelujah. Talking to Him. And I just use my vocabulary to talk to God. I don't need some big words to talk to God. Hallelujah. Let's just thank God right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God, For your kindness.
1: God, we love you today.
0: Thank you, Lord, for giving us the privilege to pray. The privilege to talk to you. The privilege, oh God, to share with you. The privilege to worship you. And to recognize who you are and what you have done in our lives. Oh God, as we pray in this place together. As we pray our private prayers in our homes. Be with us, oh God. Hallow that place where we go to pray. In Jesus' name I pray. Hallow that place. Oh God, hallow that place. And may we find You there every time we go. I ask in the name of Jesus. I ask in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Bless all of my friends that are
1: here today, O God. If some may not really know yet how to pray and communicate with you, O God, show them, Lord, lead them, Lord, give them the direction they need to be able to come to you and to express their needs to you and their desire for more of you and their love for you, Holy Indeed.
0: Praise God, praise God, praise God. God. Hallelujah. Well, isn't God good? God is so good. Well, we're going to do a little meet and greet right now. And we've got some new people to meet, new people to greet. And uh, glad to have my very good friend, Danny Cauldron, here and his wife, Betty. Amen. Now, Betty's English is a little bit deficient. But... uh, See, she understood me because she's smiling. So she does hear and understand a lot. So just talk slow to Betty and she will understand. Sister Betty loves God. Sister Betty loves God. And uh, I always saw her in the altar praying. I always saw her the church early. Her knees bowed praying to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Danny, Betty, it's good to have you here today. And then to see Lorenzo walk in is just a double blessing today. Blessing. Another good friend of mine. God bless him. I don't know who this lady is. Natalie.
1: <laughs>
0: Natalie. And it is a pleasure to have you here. Amen. And then we've got three other people here that need to be greeted and welcomed into the fellowship of this body of believers. Amen. <laughs> you,
1: it's really so good to see you today. <laughs> That is good to see
0: you. With your name spelled wrong on that list, Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Let's just get out of our place this year a little bit.